The Weekly Dish podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen for The Weekly Dish. And Lakewinds isn't just great natural food. They're also a great resource for recipes and cooking tips. Our listeners can visit lakewinds.com to see videos of local chefs making some of their favorite dishes. You know Chef Yevang, he made duck, showcasing the flavors and techniques of his family's Hmong cooking. And Chef Maurice Wallace demonstrated how his restaurant, Breaking Bread, brings comfort food classics like blackened catfish together with healthy sides, like sweet potato puree, quinoa, and roasted beets. And Chef Austin Bartold prepared a dish that brings local Ojibwe staples like walleye and wild rice with tasty, healthy additions from around the world like ginger and pineapple. And one of my favorites, cookbook author Beth Dooley made a seasonal salad using roasted squash, toasted hazelnuts, and wheat berries. And she baked then a Parmesan crisp made with hazelnut flour. You can learn more about these dishes and the chefs who made them at lakewinds.com slash chef videos. Weekly Dish Show. We're having some timing issues. No, not we. we I guess me. We're off. You know what it is? It's the thin veil between the worlds of the undead and the dead and the living. I love that you're talking. I thought it was just the plexiglass screen between the two of us. No, it's the undead. (laughs) The world of the undead. Are you going to finally watch Book of Life, by the way? Um, It's funny you mention that because I was thinking about it. Yes, I might. Do it. Um, I really might. I really want to watch it. And you mentioned last week. So what's the four things that are all coming? It's Halloween. So it's today's Halloween. Tomorrow's daylight savings. Monday is day of the dead. And Tuesday is the election. Yeah. And then Thursday or Wednesday is the hangover. The hangover of all of it. (laughs) All of it. And we are going to talk later in the show, you guys, about food to comfort this Chewy week coming up. Yeah, because no matter what side you're on, no. there's going to be 50% of us that are yeah. happy and 50% of us that are sad, right? Right, right, right. I had to remind someone um, that was talking about this last night. I was like, you know, no matter how this goes, like, we're all going to be okay in the at the end of the day. You just kind of have to keep looking long term. Keep fighting the fights is the question, is the thing. <laughs> is it time for the top two? Oh, God, Stephanie let's just start giving it. me a blank Give me the old one, two. One, two, one, two. And now, the Weekly Dish presents... Top two, top two. The top two... Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two. Okay, so this is the part of the show where we tell you a couple of things that we are obsessed with. And my first thing, I think, has been Stephanie's thing before, but since I moved to the West. <laughs> this is I, not even the West, though. It's kind of the West. It's Minneapolis. <laughs> uh, I am cooking a dinner for Kurtz for his birthday. Kurt and his mom have the birthday. Kurt's birthday is on the election. So we're going to do a Sunday night dinner. And as I told you earlier, if it doesn't have meat, the man thinks it's not a meal. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to figure out what I was going to cook. And he was like, oh, maybe short ribs. And I didn't really feel like doing short ribs. So I uh, had to find, I was going to do asabuco. And asabuco is just a veal shank stewed. 
And you can do more stewed meat. More stewed meat. Good <laughs> I didn't Lord. Even think about that. You have got a lot of wet meat going on I there. I do. So you can do veal or beef, or you could do a lamb shank. Like I was trying to think of what kind of shank I could do. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to the folks at Lowry Hill Meats. I'm like, hey, I need six meaty shanks. They can be veal, pork, beef. So I'm picking up my beef shanks today. Great. And they were great. I just basically was texting him. Oh, yeah? He's like, do you need my name? He's like, no, just come to the door and knock on it and say you're here to pick up the shanks. We'll know. Yeah. Like, okay, great. So I'm excited about Lowry Hill Meats and my beef shanks. They are 100%, you guys, still my favorite butchers of all time. And they are because they talk to you. They work through things. They're trained chefs. They know what they're doing and saying. And so they, they, and they understand how people cook. And that is huge, I think. That's a huge difference. Yeah. So and I the, just the said the I shank. Crazy good. All right, so my first one is going to be the Cologne House Cafe, which is Jared Brewington uh, and his wife, Jen. They they opened up uh, a restaurant out in Cologne, Minnesota. Now, you guys, that is farther than the boondocks. That's like... It took me half an hour from the boondocks to get there. And it is in... It's just... Is it south of? Yeah. Did they just, move there? They've lived there the whole time. Okay. Yeah. Because Jen used, she's worked in Shakopee and everything else. But uh, Jared, uh, they have, uh, they bought a huge property, you know, and they've, they're, they're people who want acreage, yep. which I can completely identify with. And um, so they live out in small town Cologne, which is, I think it's like, it's five miles south of Waconia to give you a, a good marker for people. Um, but it's a great little place. And they took over this thing called the in town Two, which is this total main street town bar and they are gutting the inside, but they're doing takeout right now. Okay. So you can see you, all you have to do is, and this is great. You just pull up. It's like, they're doing a drive-in. You pull up and you park in their little parking lot. Someone will come up to your car with a little menu. You pick the things you want. And then they then they bring it in and they bring it out. Yeah, that's like Gordy's hi hat up in Cloquet. You just, I mean, just pull like in, they hand you a all menu. the drive-ins. Yep. It's a drive-in right now. But so it's really great. And so last night I got a double cheeseburger, which was so delicious. Um, and then I grabbed some chili, which was beautiful, really good chili. Got a little cocoa in the mix. And then I got Jake because he was on doing a thing, but I got him meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Yum. And I was like, that felt, I was like, I want those mashed potatoes. And he basically ran away with it. So, <laughs> so Cologne House Cafe, they are only on Facebook, you guys. I'll put a link up to them or we'll, we'll put their page on our page. Um, but if you're out that way, it's a nice drive and it's a cute little place and it's great food. We're starting to see some of the, um, by the way, I posted the recipe that I'm going to use. I'm going to use Giada's recipe for Osabuco. Okay. I figure she's probably got a good recipe. She probably does. Um, Okay. So we're getting to the time where we're not talking about Thanksgiving, but I was notified that somebody is doing something that I thought was really cool. And it is, I have a friend uh, that's got COVID now and She's doing frozen cinnamon rolls that you can bake at home. So you order them in advance. And I was like, I'm going to bring these to my COVID friend. So it's the buttered tin. They have frozen cinnamon rolls that you can buy and then you bake at home. It's not a friend. It's a business. So it's the buttered tin you're saying. Yeah. Okay. It made it sound like you had like a friend who was doing a thing on the side. Nope. I have a friend who has COVID that I was thinking, what can I bring her? And I'm going to bring her these frozen cinnamon rolls. Got it. Sorry. I'm probably. I don't know if it was me. Whatever. Um, So yeah. Frozen cinnamon rolls from the buttered tin. They have a delicious cinnamon roll anyway. You can also buy them fully cooked. 
And they've got pies, both fresh and frozen. So if you want to plan ahead for your smaller feast that we're not talking about yet until next week. Nope. The buttered tin. But we have a lot. We have basically four shows, three shows fully packed with feast talk. We do. So we're good. Um, Great. Awesome. 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 All right. So my second thing is basically I love these two restaurants for dressing up for Halloween, basically. And they are in St. Paul. We have St. Dinette who is, of course, going as Bob's Burgers. Cute. They're doing Bob's Burgers. They have like four different burgers on the menu um, that are kind of themed around the Bob's Burgers thing. I am not a Bob's Burger like watcher, which everyone always goes like, is. And so uh, I don't understand the jokes, but I like it. I love it. And then the second one is Anna Molly's in Minneapolis, who is dressing up again as McDonald's. Oh, the McDonald's. That's where I'm headed after this. Oh, Steph, I had that the last time he did it. I know. It was amazing. It's Big Macs. It's double quarter pounders. It's oh, it fountain so cokes. I have, I have very much a... I have a 100% uh, duty to bring one back for Jake. So okay, I I'm going there to... in my gorilla outfit. I will be online if you guys uh, okay. want to say I might have to meet Kurt there for a oh, McDonald's. Oh, well, come let's meet. Because we went last year and it was well, really it's, good. So it's from noon to 7 p.m. today. I mean, Bakersfield bread, baked them a thousand buns. Like, for real, this is a huge thing. And it'll be, it'll be busy. You yeah. know, Peterson Craft... Uh, meats did the burgers. This is not just a slam together, tipping over a flat Big Mac. This is the real deal. Yeah. Will he, you get a Big it, Mac or would you get a quarter pounder? Well, I got a Big Mac last time and it was fantastic. So maybe I would get a quarter pounder. I love the flavor of a Big Mac. I love the flavor of a quarter pounder with cheese. If I'm like hungover, I'm not gonna lie. I might head to McDonald's and I get one of those ever burgers. Do, I yeah. It's like I used to in my twenties. It was a double quarter pounder with cheese. That was one hundred percent. Like, I have visions of me in Chicago when we were staying with friends, and yep. I would always be like, I'm going, and I would go get the burgers. I can't, I tried it, like, in in my 30s or, you know, later, and I, it's just such a salt bomb, and now I'm so Culver's addicted yeah. that I can't even, I just go triple deluxe at Culver's, by the way. Culver's does have good oh, burgers, good grilled it. cheese. So good. There it is. So that's my second one. Um, I did want to remind everybody, by the way, before we, uh, before we take a break, to sign up for the recipe card swap. I, you guys, we have over 100 people oh, good. signed up. I can't wait. I pulled out a vintage cookbook, and I'm going to do a recipe, one that's a vintage one that I want to cook, and then one that's in my family lore. I love this. I love this. So but you guys want to sign up because the match happens on the 1st of November. So you got to sign up today. I think it's the first which or, is or the tomorrow. second. Yeah, no, I think or it's Sunday. The, yeah, it is. And so it is. The match happens tomorrow. So you still have time to sign up today if you want to get in on this. This is a pen pal situation, your kitchen pen pals. And you can all you have to do is write one recipe yeah. and send it to one person. Yeah. With this your is personal... not a chain. This is not no. 10 things. This is not this is if this is someone that you want to connect with. And then, you know, you send letters and recipes back and forth. And that's what you do. We should post that again on the weekly dish. Yeah. Facebook page. Okay. And the radio page, too. Hopey. All right. There we go. So, yeah. Coming back with some Halloween spooky cocktails. Hey, everybody. It's Steph March for Common Ground, Minnesota. And I just want to tell you how glad I am that we have a resource for farmers and food and agriculture in Minnesota. We are so lucky. It's one of the biggest things that our state is known for. And sometimes I feel like we don't get a chance to actually talk to farmers and find out what they're doing. And Common Ground, Minnesota is a, is, is a place on Facebook where you can ask questions about how your food is grown right here from local farmers. These are women who are volunteering their time to answer your questions and to engage in conversations. Plus, 
They'll show you cute farm pictures of their dogs. I mean, what's better than that? And they post recipes. What could be better than that? Common Ground Minnesota is a resource for you guys, and it's all volunteer-led. And I just encourage everybody, if you're curious about your food and where it comes from and the farming that is going on in Minnesota, you want to get to Common Ground Minnesota on Facebook. Dino. You could go (laughs) for Halloween as Dino. That CD, by the way, because we uncovered CDs in the move, and Kurt went and bought a CD player because we didn't have one. It had gone by the wayside. He was like, yeah, we have all these CDs. We need to listen to them. So I might listen to Dido okay. while I'm cooking. Yeah. Okay. Do you, do you still have CDs? Do you do the CD thing? We don't do it. I have you Spotify them. and you have the Boiling Bones playlist on yeah. Spotify, which I, I listen to Spotify. all the time. Yeah, I am all Spotify. That is Stephanie and Jake's cooking uh, playlist. So you should check it out if you're on Spotify and you're looking for a good playlist. Yeah. Okay, there are Halloween cocktails to be made. There are. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you some ideas here. Let's do it. One, okay, this I thought was super cool, and it's a little complicated, but bear with me. So it's a changing color margarita, and it's purple. So what you do is you take purple cabbage, and you boil water and get the color of the cabbage out, right? So you get water that's purple. Mm-hmm. Then you make it into ice cubes. Then you make your triple sec, your tequila, your lime juice, and you make your margarita. And then you put these purple ice cubes in the margarita and it changes color. Okay. Isn't that fun? I think that's fun. If you're looking to kind of like do that. a fun cocktail. Yeah. I do love a good margarita. So I thought that was a fun way to amp it up a little bit. Um, this one is called Death in the Afternoon. And apparently... This was Ernest Hemingway's favorite cocktail. Now, everybody says that they have Ernest Hemingway's favorite cocktail because wasn't he also like the big daiquiri guy? Yeah. Well, he was a Key West. Florida Keys. Yeah. Um, In any case, I liked this particular cocktail idea because it has absinthe, which I always think absinthe is kind of Halloween-y. Mm-hmm. So you take uh, absinthe is the it's was originally based uh, from wormwood. Yeah, distilled which, with wormwood, which was supposed to have hallucinogenic properties. And apparently, Vincent Van Gogh may have been an absinthe drinker, may have contributed well, way to back his in cutting the day, of the ear. Right. Um, so we've had two. We had an art reference and a literary reference in this cocktail. So that alone. <laughs> means you should make it because that's cool. It's smart. It's smart. Uh, So you have a quarter to a half ounce of absinthe and then you top it with champagne. Mm. And yeah, it just looks delicious. That does. Um, Okay. So I made a cocktail last night that I am working on a recipe for it and I can tell it to you because I made it. So Kurt was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm making simple syrup. Well, you need a candy thermometer for that. I'm like, no, you don't. You just put sugar and water in a pan and you wait till the sugar dissolves. He was like, that's all that's in simple syrup. Yeah. It's like, yes, friend, it is. Uh So you take two ounces of um, Aquavie and bottles of Aquavie kind of tend to sit on my shelf because I use them for Bloody Marys, but I never know what else to do with them. Yeah. Until someone told me uh, you can use Aquavie just like gin. So two ounces of Aquavie, a juice of a whole lime. Actually, four ounces. We're going to make two cocktails because it's in a shaker. So four ounces, juice of a whole lime. Then I did four ounces. No, excuse me. I did two ounces of simple syrup. And then I took sage leaves and I rubbed them between my hands to kind of release the oils. Yeah. And put them in the shaker, shook it up, and then 
served it and then floated a sage leaf on the top. So wait, what was so it's aquavit? Aquavit, lime, lime, simple syrup. Oh, so it's just lime and sage and sage. It was fantastic. Hmm. My friend was like, "You make the best cocktail." Nice. So yeah, so we'll get that going. You could top it with a little soda if you wanted, just to give it a little bubbly or a little champagne even. Yeah. Or Prosecco. Sure. Um, I think every drink is better if you just top it with something bubbly sometimes, but I didn't because I wanted to just have the simpleness, but the Aquavit tasted really good in there. Nice. And I like the flavor of gin because I like botanicals and florals, and Aquavit just has like a little different spice to it. I can't even describe it, but it was good. Uh, I do like, I tend to like Aquavit that has a little bit of those spice characters, like the Celebration Aquavit from Gamla Old or the Dill. That's the one that I like. Oh, Dill would have been, but then well, I Dill would not probably have wouldn't have sage. not worked with Sage. Yeah. No, but the Dill and the Lime is good, but Yum. I would have then just put more Dill in it probably. Um, another recipe that we posted is kind of one for kids because, uh, you know, if you're not doing Halloween and I know a lot of people are doing movie nights and, but like you kind of need to do something a little special for the kids and it's an apple cider slushy. So you just freeze apple cider and then you um, serve it with cinnamon, a little lemon juice. So something where the kids can feel like, I don't know. Do you think it's weird to serve kids fake cocktails? Because I've done this my whole life. No. We give them like the Catawba juice at Thanksgiving. No, yeah, and- I've done the whole thing. I think it's actually better because it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't make it like this sort of magical thing that only adults can have. You right. know what I mean? It sort of gives it a little bit more normalcy, which then I feel like is less, you know, sort Attractive of, when yeah, you're, like when you're rebelling and stuff. Yep. I don't know. No, I think that the European way of drinking along with your kids is always the best. <laughs> Here is a sparkling ginger sangria and it looks kind of Halloweeny because it looks a little bit darker. So you use uh, black or red seedless grapes and you muddle those with sugar and grated ginger. Yeah. And then the sugar you use is a brown sugar. And then you serve it with Prosecco. So it kind of just looks a little dark and stormy in there. It's got the ginger and the black. Yeah, it's pretty. And it's definitely kind of just very a pretty, pretty cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So the drunken peanut butter cups does not look good to me. <laughs> drunken peanut butter cups? Yeah. I didn't see that one. Oh, God. It's like, uh, it's basically vodka infused with Reese's Pieces. <laughs> That sounds just oh, and then yeah, it's, it's like milk, chocolate liqueur, martini. and and then of course it is a peanut butter rimmed glass, which is you know Disgusting. the kiss of death for me. Don't make a sticky rim. Here's a here's one that is interesting: a black charcoal lemonade. Yeah, that does look good. So you use um, sugar, water, and activated black charcoal. Yeah, I'm gonna not use charcoal in my drink, but here's what I am gonna do. Why couldn't you do this with black jelly beans? You totally could. And it I would have an would anise take, flavor. I Yeah, but I I don't... Yum. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Drinking <laughs> it is different than eating it to me. It's Black like having a cocktail with a, it is just too much. That's kind of a funny one. Yeah. Um, I do like this apricot bourbon brew. That looks delicious. How would you do that one? Um, that one is saying uh, they're making Halloweeny by painting an orange peel with black gel food color. That's too much. I'm not going to do that. But I would, this one does nice, just as bourbon with uh, apricot juice, which is, you know, one of those things like when you're looking for something a little different, it looks kind of like a pumpkin, you yeah. know, but it's not pumpkin juice. I think that's delicious. That sounds delicious. I'm in. Um, here is one that is a blood orange blackberry rum punch. Yeah, that's pretty. That sounds really good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, blood orange juice, blackberry soda, 
uh, Izzy blackberry soda, a mm-hmm. couple of rum, lime juice, blackberries, blood orange garnish. And then they shook it up and served it in a wine glass, but they served it with pansies, purple pansy yep. on the top, which was real cute. Have you seen those pansies in the grocery store that you can buy? I mean, always. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're by where the uh, spices would be, or excuse me, not spices, herbs. herbs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's always fun to just do something a little bit special. You know, we're just really looking for specialness in whatever way we can. It can be just something super small, but just since we have the time, some of us, let's just... Do something a little fun. My big Halloween walk around was always, or as you like to call them, the walk tail. When um, <laughs> we used to call them walk arounds. The walk tail. Uh, we always, you know, we were walking, you know, whenever the kids would go, we'd have our, I'd have the gorilla suit on to keep warm. Yep. And then, you know, like the, uh, just the thermos and stuff. And for me, it was always just spiked cider, bourbon spiked cider. So to me, that's what tastes like Halloween. I was yeah. just thinking, it's been so long since I've had like an actual cocktail. Because I'm just basically assembling things. I'm not shaking. I'm not anything. It was fun to do that last yeah, night. Yeah, I was for just, when you said that, I thought, God, someone would like shake and pour me a cocktail. Yeah. Man. I always, whenever I get takeout from uh, Red Cow or Red Rabbit, I always get the cocktail kit and then I give it to my sister. Yeah. Because she's like not, she's cocktail challenged. Oh. And I bring her and I'm like, here's cocktails for you. You don't have to do anything except add your spirit. Add your spirit. Yeah, she loves that. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. We've got a great show coming up. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are so Halloween-y, but guess what comes after Halloween? It's election night. I know. After the terrors, the scaries of tonight, which are mostly fake, we roll into this coming week, which I know a lot of you are like me. You're just getting off of Twitter and Facebook as fast as you possibly can. Um, I got to tell you guys, this is literally what happened this week. Jake walked into my office, the giant baby, and said, so what are we eating on election night? Because I know you're going to need some comfort food. (laughs) He's like... What we have to start thinking about this. We have to start planning it. So we I literally started thinking about what are we gonna possibly do? And it came down to the fact of yes, it's a cheese tech situation. Yeah. Which is why Hansen is so perfectly dressed as me and cheese today. And that also why I posted the most amazing video on our Facebook page, if you guys saw, which is why you do not try to make your own cheese fountain at home. <laughs> This poor chap is absolutely thwarted by trying to stick some cheese into his, uh, like his chocolate, hot chocolate fountain. Didn't work. Didn't work. He looks like he cries. He does cry. In fact, if you watch it, the Reddit, (laughs) this is actually from Reddit and like the full clip of it on Reddit, he's basically sobbing at the back of it and you're just feeling so bad. And then he starts taking the cheese that was on the, like that had flapped out and was like a like uh, these strings of it and he puts it on his fried chicken and eats the chicken with these stringy pieces of cheese on top it is the most depressing the whole thing is so stupid it's funny (laughs) it's awesome so anyway it's pretty great so anyway the idea of having comfort food for your election part and you're not gonna have an election party i'm just gonna say don't do it 
It's not because we're not going to have like that thing of where the was, race gets called. Who, and you were you were telling me we used like, to have them. We used tell to have us election about parties. your old election parties and how oh, civilized God, they it was seemed. so great. We would make tomato barley soup and we would have this big pot of soup bubbling and we had piles of different kinds of breads and different meats and cheeses and it was a soup and sandwich party and it was very much bipartisan in terms of hey you choose and you elect your sandwich you take your soup you know that binds us all together and then you would just sit and we would have people have printed out ballot races and we would sit there and check them off as they get called and we're like oh you know did you see pennsylvania went for you and like oh we got delaware you know like all these things and it used to be like this very civilized, civilized fun thing and now and it was at 2000 you know of course the bush versus gore when there was no decision and it became this thing where I finally was like, you guys all have to go home because this is too, <laughs> you guys, I'm tired. I got to go to bed. And so after that, that kind of stopped it. But nonetheless, uh, I think it was 2000, right? And um, we kind of went through all that stuff. And uh, But I still think election parties for yourself, it's about the comforting food. It's about, you know, also just making it easy because... I think that since we're not going to probably know until with all the voting, you know, irregularities this year with the COVID, I think we're not going to know. So you're going to need something easy for the next day, too, is my point. Yeah. And you may, I don't know, I'm not going to encourage being hung over the next day, but I'm sure a few people will be. Yeah, I think so, too. But I think, you know, um, I think that it is going to be... Uh, a cheese for me, it's a cheese filled thing. Like literally, Jake's like, "Well, okay, are we doing like, what do you want to do, like grilled cheese, or do you want to do like?" And I was like, "Maybe car- maybe carbonara, you know." And I, I was like, "Maybe pasta and cheese, like an Alfredo." So we've run through the list. So I wanted to make sure that we posted the stuffed pumpkin recipe, which oh, is of course yes. what I've done before was pumpkin dip. I think in twenty. Uh, 16, I did pumpkin dip. So if I think about our show in, what is it, our 12th, 13th year or something, I think about me and the Mountain Dew apple dumplings. Yeah. And I think of Steph March and the pumpkin dip. The pumpkin dip. Yeah. I think you're right. I think that's it. It's the thing. So the stuffed pumpkin, I'm just going to walk you through it very quickly. Please because do, honestly, not everyone, we got new listeners. And you basically, you take what's known as a pie pumpkin, which is about a three to five pound pumpkin that you just people, you know, they often use as decor, but it's just a pretty orange baby. You carve it out, you hollow it out, you get the seeds out, but you don't, you leave all the good stuff, you know, the, the flesh in there. And then I salt and pepper it and I kind of like, you know, run it around there. And then I throw in, um, you know, cubes of cheese. I basically throw in a little bit of torn up bread, you know, some really good seedy bread. I rip it up into some shreds and I throw that in there. And then I throw in, uh, I usually crisp up some prosciutto because that's easy and I don't have to do like a whole pan of bacon, Mm -hmm. but some sort of a, or you can buy those little pancetta cubes, you know, and I crisp those up quickly and I throw those in. And then I throw in so many different kinds of cheese. Three different kinds of cheeses. I usually go with a Gruyere. I usually go with a Swiss or an Emmentaler. And then I go with a cheddar, like a white cheddar usually. Those are my mix. And I cube those up and I throw those in. And then I throw in uncooked garlic. I throw in raw garlic because I feel like that's got the best like seep ability. Okay. Chopped up. And then chives. I throw up. I chop up a bunch of chives in there. And that's all in the pumpkin. And I kind of toss it around salt and pepper. And then I just submerge it. In cream, I throw the cream. I t- I pour the cream in until it fills in the cracks and gets to kind of close to the top. I don't cover. I don't submerge it. 
I just do that. And then you put the top on it. You put it in the oven for like an hour. And you bake it with the top on it. I put the top on it and I foil top, I foil wrap the stem if there is one. And then I bake it with the top on it for like an hour, a little bit more sometimes. It depends on the size of your pumpkin. It depends on stuff. And then I pull the top off and then I let it sort of, and I stir it around a little bit. And then I go for about 15, 20 minutes with the top off at about 350. You can go 375. You can even go up to 400 if you want. But basically then you want to pull that squashy pumpkin into the dip when you're eating it. You want to pull the squash into that creamy yumminess. How big of an opening do you make in the top of the pumpkin? Because I'm trying to imagine a hand going inside to get the squashy pumpkin. You don't use a a hand. You don't want to get a hand. You want to use a fork to pull that pumpkin. That's hot. Got it. It's hot and melty. <laughs> You're not grabbing it with like your hand. I'm like a caveman. Yeah, no. We're trying to get my it's, hand inside the hot pumpkin it's goo. It's dippy, creamy. It should be like a melty, creamy situation. So you eat it with a spoon or a fork. Yeah, I get a big fork and I pull the pumpkin into the dip and then I scoop it out and I either put it on a plate or I put it on like crostini or I put it on, okay. you know, I just eat it. I just eat it plain. And then... Have you ever and, made one and just ate it with a spoon by yourself? Oh, yeah. Like all the time. <laughs> that's like, what I'd want to do. All the time. I I make them on small versions, you guys, like really small yeah. ones. And then that's just like your own little thing. That would be fun I think to I might do that tonight. For me and Kurt, like, but do a smalls. You do. You should. And then, and because I've done it like gluten-free and then I've done it without, because you know, you don't, you could, you can skip the bread if you want to go gluten-free. I wouldn't recommend using gluten-free bread in there because that makes it, it kind of falls apart a little bit more. Um, but yeah. And you don't, ha- you can use different cheeses. You can throw, you don't have to put the bacon in there. You can make it vegetarian, take that out. And you can put in, um, God, you can put anything in there, really. I wouldn't put seafood in there, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I would actually put some roasted pepitas, some pumpkins in there, like some pumpkin seeds that you already roasted. I would put those. You back could put mirepoix, like just that savory, you know, flavoring, and then with the cheese and the cream and the pumpkin. Yeah. So you've got the celery, the carrot, oh, the I'm onion. Like, okay. Just kind of that yeah. more savory. Yeah. I mean, I I think it's like it's like a cheese dip. If you think about what do you put in like cheese dips? You know crab. what I mean? Yeah, crab. You, you know could my put crab. You know my Velveeta crab dip. It's you could a put crab in, in the holidays. But the other one I wanted to tell you. So then, so that's the stuffed pumpkin. That's definitely going to take you into a place where you can sit on your couch and you can just pull squash in a pumpkin and eat it and eat it and eat it. Or here's the deal. The Roy Choi grilled cheese. Have we ever talked about that? No. I don't know if we've talked about that. Let me tell you that if you ever watched. Okay. So Roy Choi is, you know, a a Los Angeles chef. He consulted on the movie chef, the John Favreau food truck movie. He's the guy who kind of came up with the Cubano recipe and everything else. Well, in that movie, they make a grilled cheese sandwich. And there, that is like one of those moments where people are like, Oh my God. Well, he definitely has his, uh, he has not only on their chef, uh, God, what is that on Netflix? They have a chef show. I think it's called Chef Show on Netflix, where it's John Favreau and Roy Choi. Yep. And they walk you through how you make this grilled cheese. And it's really just about butter and griddling and being slow and thoughtful and layering the cheese on two different things. But I thought about that as a really good comfort food as like grilled cheese and soup, right? And so that's kind of one of those things. I'm going to put up the recipe for that for you guys if you want that. Um, but the other one that we finally come down to is truly a carbonara, which I'm still looking for. I said cheese lasagna. Like I was like, can we do a lasagna? And he said no. So I think it's uh, I think it's going to be a carbonara, which is not so cheesy, but it's got the bacony situation and it's cheesy too. Okay, like it's not creamy cheesy. You know what I mean? Not like overly, right. but I think that's it. 
So I like it. I know. So, I mean, honestly, you guys, the idea of also keeping it simple, consider doing nachos, like doing sheet tray nachos. Those are an easy thing to pop in the oven, you know, spreading your chips out, putting your pulled pork or whatever on top, chicken and then cheese and all the things. And that is an easy thing to put in the oven, get it out, eat it the next, you know, eat it that day. Or if you're hungover from the election that night, then maybe Wednesday is your you know, your nacho situation. She trained nachos. There you go. I know. I love that idea. So the other comfort thing, if you are dairy free, I don't know what to tell you other than just (laughs) (laughs) eating, eating like a cheeseburger or non cheeseburger, just a burger or tucking into lots of tots. A lot of people I had asked tachos. earlier. A lot of tachos. A tachos lot of tater tots. Good. Like a hot dish situation where you're having a hot dish topped with tots. That was also very comforting to a couple people I'd asked. They were planning on doing that. So um, Macaroni, tomato, soup, ground beef, goulashy covered yeah. with cheese. Sounds the goulash thing. Yum. Yeah. You can yeah. also cover it with. I find dairy to be the just the absolutely most comforting <laughs> thing. I swear to God. Just dairy. Just dairy. I did, by the way, you guys, I did. I know a lot of you guys saw that I had gotten the hot cheese cookbook, which is amazing. And the French onion soup in there is another one that I thought about. Ooh. Ooh, really yeah. good French onion soup is worthy. I know. Like a good crusty top mm-hmm. and all that. Um, but and I'm trying to get her. I'm trying to get the author coordinated to come on the show. Yeah. So that's why I'm holding off on talking about that. But there's some great recipes in that book, the hot cheese book. I highly recommend it so far. All right, you guys, there it is. There is our uh, that's the comforting way to get through this election. I think. Are you going to watch the coverage? Yes. I think we are, too. We had a discussion about it. We were camping. You um, know, it's like I'm not looking to get a call. I'm not looking to get. I already know I'm not looking to get an answer. It's just interesting to watch how things flow and to watch the coverage and stuff. I am a little, I'm also, you know, people are very worried about unrest and I kind of want to keep tabs and just make sure that I know what's going on in our country. Um, There's already been some reports of some intimidation that I'm worried about and I just, I want to know and I want to be aware. So I am going to dial in and I'm going to dial in on both socials and TV probably just like I would on the Oscars. So... (laughs) Yeah. Weird, though, but yes. I know. Okay. So there it is. So there we are. We're going to take a quick break. You guys, we'll be right back, and we'll wrap it up for you. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish, where we are wrapping it up. We had a great Halloween show today. A couple emails that have come in. This one's from Gail. She says, Bit of Honey is a favorite in this house, but we couldn't find any. Um, But we couldn't find any except for at Pearson's on 7th Street. They stopped their holiday events, but she said she found them at Lunds and Byerly's. No more ordering on Amazon. Just wanted to share. We like to support our local people. We're trying to not shop all the Amazons if we can. Right. So she did find her bit of honey. Okay. Um, hey, I just want to say that there was a caller wanted to know which burgers we were. T- I was talking about mm-hmm. the Animales has the McDonald's Animales barbecue trailer in Northeast next to Abel Brewing. And then St. Dinette in St. Paul is doing the Bob's Burger Halloween pop-up. Which is super fun. And then somebody wanted to know what cheese I use for nachos. And I'm going to tell you that my preferred cheese is Monterey Jack. Because it melts kind of nicely. That's surprising to me. Is it? If I can't... Well, for quesadilla, if I can get quesadilla cheese, if I can find it, or if I have it, then I want to use quesadilla cheese, actually, on... The nachos, but a Monterey Jack to me is an easy and accessible shreddy cheese that melts nice, holds its thing, and it's more flavorful than, um, you know, mozzarella. I don't think mozzarella belongs anywhere near your nachos. 
Just so you know. And I don't mind I an orange cheese. I you were going to say like a Tillamook sharp cheddar. No, because cheddar doesn't melt smoothly. It doesn't It doesn't get a good... It does, Not for nachos when you're doing that. I think that's... It's also too... Uh, it's also too sharp for the, for when you're throwing hot sauce and avocados oh. and green onions and everything else. I want something kind of that's present. I would do a Havarti too, to okay. be clear. A Havarti? Yeah, I know, which sounds weird. Nacho but it, Havarti? It, it sounds weird, but it works. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because it's creamy. Um, here's an idea if you're trying to find a last minute Halloween costume. And it is from our producer, Hope. It is the uh, sourdough starter costume. I saw that. All you need is a slouchy beige hooded sweatshirt. Yeah. Add matching sweatpants if you want to go all in and a ball jar. And you either carry or tie it to your hoodie with beige yarn. You thread the yarn through the jar lid ring and tighten the lid on the jar. And voila, you can put a natural sponge or loofah in the jar if you want to fully complete the sourdough starter look. That's a funny costume. That is a funny costume. I love that, especially if you given, you know. <laughs> this year and yes. how much we've made sourdough. Yeah. I need sourdough starter, so I'm just going to say that. I'm going to try to get some freeze-dried from Bradley Trainer, uh-huh. who's over there with his drying, his... You can buy starter from Honey and Rye Bakehouse oh, you know what? in I St. Louis her. Park. Yeah, and... Yeah, you can um, just buy a little starter. I think it's like seven bucks. You just buy a little tub and it's either active or, you know. Okay, I like that. I know. it's. I think I think doing that instead of fight, trying to find your friend and the time to connect with your friend and get them to give you. I mean, to me, I'm like, I'll just go pick it up. <laughs> I'll just go grab it. And I don't, I, I know it's not super hard necessarily to start the starter, but I right. feel like I need to get it from someone else. I'm I don't okay trust my right? starter skills. Um, okay, so we know what you're doing for uh, the election night. Did we talk? Are you going to go out and trick or treat? Are you going to just <laughs> me personally, fifty-year-old woman, ding dong, give me your candy again by yourself and actually let it move you this time? Uh, no, I am. Uh, I am going to sit on my couch. Actually, I'm going to go. I'm going to go vote today because I want to vote in a gorilla costume, and uh, I'm going to go. And then I'm going to go uh, just do some maintenance on my... Well, first I'm going to go get a McDonald's burger, yep. let's be clear. And then I'm going to do- go do some trick-or-treating for other people. Yep. I'm going to go ding-dong ditch with very nice things. And um, and then I am planning on stuffed pumpkining on my couch with some good scary movies. That sounds super fun. I, I want to do the same thing. I'm sure we'll be... We bought a the fire pit, so we'll probably be out there again. I have to say, yeah, the whole reason we moved is because we wanted more of a yard again, and it a success. Yeah, like that has made all of this. That is the thing that was missing in your life. And like I sit out there and I put my little fire in my little fire pit, and I just think, oh yeah, like I didn't get enough of this in my life. I need more of this. Right. Right. And we have a cabin. I mean, we do this all summer long. You do it all the time. But that's obviously a thing that feeds you for your daily life. Yeah, like just being outside in the nature and the smells. Exactly. Yeah. Totally why I live out where I live. Hey, Barbara messaged us and let us know that she's making election cake. I'm wondering if anyone else is making election cake. I know that that's an old tradition. Um, And I think that there's different ways of doing it. I'm sure that in our vintage books, we could definitely find, you know, election cake. And I would do mine in a bunt, I think, if I was going to do one. That's fun. I know. Um, I have, this is kind of an aside and I'll probably post this later, but in, I never had an office before in, I've always had an office that I've gone to. And since the home officing thing, I've never really had an office. I kind of just had it in my bedroom. Yeah. I have my own like office now. Yeah. 
and I have it all set up and I have bookcases that Kurt calls my curio cabinet because that's who he is. Yeah. But what it is, is I have all like my vintage dishes and my stuff that I can look at and cookbooks and all the things that make me like happy. I've put in this cabinet in my room that I just stare at. (laughs) So I stare, I've been staring at my bunt pan for three days, just like, oh. I love that bump pan. It's my mom's. It's the burnt orange one yep. from Nordicware. That's if you look inside it from trying to get the bunt out with the knife. Yeah. It's all scraped. In I the have inside. so much scraping on all my bunts. Yeah. It's a little unreal. But it just every time I look at that bump pan, I like get warm in my heart because I think about my mom. Yeah. And then I have these other little glasses that were my mom and dad at the champagne toast when they got married. Oh, and there's just two of them. Yeah. And just, again, I have those on the shelf, and I look at those. I look at my Abel Skewer pan that my dad would make Abel Skewer on Christmas morning, and he'd turn them with the knitting needles. One year, he brought us all a pan and gave us the recipe, so I stare at that pan. It's just, it's funny how some people, like, get memories from things. I get memories from these. Cookware? Yes. Yeah. And I just sit and think, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I know. It's good. It's good. Um, something that I'm hoping to make memories with. I got a new, uh, bubble waffle pan maker. Oh, you did. I did. And I got it for, I got it at Nordicware and it's a stovetop waffle maker. And here's the thing. So the bubble waffle thing, like it's not even so much the fact that, um, (laughs) that I need, uh, to be like trendy with the bubble waffle things. I just prefer the idea the thing about the reason I never make waffles is because they make me crazy with the dips because I don't put syrup on my waffles because I put butter on my waffles and that's it. And so the, I get the idea that waffles are, are made to have syrup pockets, right? Yep. Like that's the whole point of it. But if you're trying to spread butter on a waffle <laughs> or creme fraiche, it doesn't really work. Like it's frustrating because then you get these weird globs and it doesn't really melt and it's this whole thing. So anyway, the bubbles are like preferable to me because it's this area thing that you can spread on top of and still get the crust and the crunch. So okay. I'm excited by this. I'm going to have to be paying attention. <laughs> Cause you weren't just now. No, while I was talking, I'm going to be paying attention to when you do this, because I'm trying to think of why the bubble waffle would be preferred. So because like, you don't, cause you can like, cause I don't have to like, I can get it. The thing, like if you're trying to spread butter it's on a, a waffle, sphere. it's like they don't, it doesn't really go into the waffle. It doesn't go in. You know what I mean? Equal ratio. Yeah. The ratio is wrong. Okay. Yeah. This is Ellie. Like this is the, per- you and her have a lot of similarities with the perfect bite of the sandwich. Yeah. Like you need yeah. the spread, this perfect amount of lettuce. Like the sandwich has to be made uniform. Like you can't just whoa, whoa, throw a slop whoa. of lettuce on there. I mean, I don't have to there. go uniform. I mean, I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not all into, Mike, I have certain, you know, kids who have symmetry issues. So that is not what I'm going for. If I can achieve a perfect bite, then I'm going to go for it. But I mean, I don't have, I'm not rigid in those rules. I'm just going to always look for the ways to make it happen. This is just you guys are cracking me up. I know. All right. Seriously. It's a happy Halloween, everybody. Hopefully you guys are all going to just mainline some Reese's peanut butter cups and have a good scary night. Right. Happy election day and happy Halloween. Ciao, ciao.